Our liberties we prize and our rights we will maintain. This is Iowa Civil Rights History Podcast, where we tell stories about the contribution Iowans and the state of Iowa has made to advance the civil rights movement. Past stories are being told, present actions will be highlighted, and preparation for the future will be discussed. Here is your host, Eric Nyange. Welcome to the Iowa Civil Rights History Podcast. I have two special guests on the show today, Mary Brown and Terry Hansen. Mary's the tattoo artist and the owner of the Studio 65, a tattoo shop in Clear Lake, Iowa. Terry is the reformed member of the white supremacy gang. So why do I have a tattoo artist and the former member of the white supremacy gang on the show today? Is the story you're about to find out. Mary, do you, do you understand what you've done here? Because he came to the appointment late to get those crazed racist tattoo covered up. Mm-hmm. You did not judge him. Mm-mm. You helped him through the huddle. Do you understand that if you did judge him or if you refused to do the tattoo, he will probably take a different path. Mm-hmm. Is that ever synced in? It's pretty crazy when you do think about it like that. It's just such a reminder that you don't know how much such a simple, even the smallest thing you do in a day could drastically change the course of someone's life. Mm-hmm. So, You believed in it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I just thought that was, I don't know, you could just tell, like, he just really needed this. And I'll, <laughs> one of the... <laughs> Sorry. Um, one of the sweetest things afterwards was, you know, I remember talking to him when I would be tattooing him about how, you know, he couldn't take his shirt off, you know, and summertime you want to take your kids to the beach or yeah. anything, and he couldn't take his shirt off because obviously people are going to stare and all this stuff. Yeah. And and then um, he had talked about going on a vacation with his wife. It was for your anniversary and stuff, yep. right? Yep. Yes. You know, he went there and... You know, I just love his little updates, like seeing his life, like yeah, he's staying out of prison and going on anniversary trips with his wife. Mm-hmm. And and then he sent me pictures of him at the beach with his grandkids and he's standing there in the water with his, you know, he doesn't have a shirt on. And that was just like, oh, that's just so that's, awesome. Yeah, you know, you, you, like, you, you, you're that's so cool. Yeah, like, you. you're just so, so grateful yeah. that everything worked out in the world that you got to be a part of this person coming your way and create this friendship with them and create this bond. And he gets to share, like I'll forever just cherish him getting to live his life now and knowing that I had even the smallest part in that, like, you know, Mary talks about doing the littlest things. And this is what a lot of people have to realize too, is that it doesn't matter if you, if you just say hi to somebody, ask them how they're doing. But I, I remember the thing that sticks in my mind the most that Mary did for me was I was at the grotto. I don't know if you've ever yeah, heard yeah. Yeah, I've been with, there with my wife and my sons. And she called me. She says, Terry, I got an open spot this afternoon so we can finish up your tattoo on your chest. I never really thought that would ever happen. So I made sure I got back there. Yeah. And it's a little things like that. Because she could have gone home and spent time with her with family because she yeah. didn't, you know, have any other appointments. But instead, she was there to help me get through that, sure, yeah. to do that. Yeah. Now, 
what Mary just mentioned about you basically being ashamed to take your shirt off mm-hmm. because of the short sticker tattoo. Mm-hmm. You went from being proud to take it off to make sure the whole world could see to be ashamed of it. Yes. How come? Well, it started out because with my family. The first time that I remember that I didn't want to take my shirt off, we were up at Valley Fair at the water park. And I didn't want to cause no problems for my kids. And this is after I'd gone through Prairie Ridge and I did my treatment and stuff. And so I've always already got this thought process about what is right, what is wrong Mm. that I'm doing. Oh, so the wheel was already start turning for you. A little bit, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Because it's like we discussed before where I was seeing the shaded area. Now, I wasn't just seeing where that line's drawn in the middle anymore. Yeah. I was up at the water park. I didn't want to take It wasn't that I couldn't. I could have always taken it off. You didn't know. But I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to cause my problem. no problems for my family, for my sons, for yeah. my wife. I remember there was one water slide that I wanted to go on, and I, I discussed it with one of the lifeguards there, and I, I asked her if I could leave my shirt on because what it was was a water slide that the floor drops out. Well, they don't want no clothes getting hung up. So oh. I understood the reason. And I explained to her why I didn't want to do that. She says, I understand but I can't let you go on there if you're wearing your shirt. shirt. Yeah. So I never got to go on that water slide. Mm. And that's one of the things that sticks on my mind. So now I make sure I go on them water yeah. slides every time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. For all the time I missed it. Yeah. I told you when I first got out and I was with my buddy. And we'd yeah. go into, like, convenience store. And I'd wear tank tops or white beaters all the time. And people would step out of my way. But I never noticed it because this is the way it's supposed to be for me. But he was like, geez, Terry, you notice that they step out of your way when you go? But I would walk with my chest out and everything, mm-hmm. you know, so I knew how I was carrying myself at that time. But it was just so natural. In your mind, did you think, like, people are afraid of me? That's why they're stepping out the way? Fear for me at that time was respect. So mm. I seen it as they were respecting me, even if they were afraid. If they were afraid, that's respect. For me, that's the way that when you're when you're in prison, that's what you're taught. When somebody fears you, you're respected for it. You know, oh, man, that's crazy. When people get the SWAT sticker tattoos, what does that mean? Does that mean they believe what Hitler did? They support what Hitler did, or does that mean they don't believe Holocaust to happen? Because I hear that story too. Or does that mean they say the Jews got what was coming? basically all the above because what Hitler did covers so much of what's going on in other countries too when it comes to racism. Even though for Hitler, his main thing was going after the Jews. However, with Jesse Owens, he got up and left when Jesse Owens won for the Olympics. I don't know if very many people of your listeners would remember that. And that is also a thing that reason why we get it too because he didn't like anybody but the master race. Mm. Okay. So, I did not know about Jesse Owens. He yes. did. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're right, because the Olympic was in Germany. Yes. And, and there, Jesse Owens will represent the United States. Yes, they and have won, a yeah. film of it when Hitler actually got up out of his seat and left. Mm. When he left because of Jesse Owens. Wow. So. It's crazy what people in a, in a prison racist gang pay attention to. Yes, could be getting up, go use the bathroom. 
Yep. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The timing was off. Yes. Wow. Okay. So when you have that tattoo, it does not just represent the Jews. It represents everything every, that you every don't like. Every other race. The, everything you don't, every other race you don't like. Yep. It represents on that. Yep. It, and it's the whites are the only right ones. However, there's white people that we didn't like either. We, we thought of them as being another race because, like I said, when it came to interracial relationships, then they weren't nothing to us anymore. Okay. They, so it's not just me personally. Let's, let me put this scenario here quick. Let's say I, I joined the gang, pure white racist gang. I'm joining the gang and I'm white. If you can picture that. <laughs> and maybe one person in my family, they're in interracial relationship. Farther down the line, maybe my uncle is married to a black woman. Does that affect my membership to the gang? No, because you have to disown them and not have nothing to do with them like that. However, if you as a white man was to marry a black woman or a Latino woman. You cannot be Nope, you cannot be in. Because right then, you have soiled yourself. You're no good no more. So you are no longer a part of what we believe in. Interesting. How, because most people join these gangs in prison, majority of them. Yes. How do you know? Because sometimes I can look somebody and I have no clue if they're pure white. How do you know that? How do you test to make sure somebody's pure white? It's Kind of like being judgmental, because you can tell by actions or way that this is the way we see it, but how you acted, how you spoke. So, and one of the things that definitely, if you listen to rap music, you are cut off the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you didn't really listen to rap that much with them, and there was times when we couldn't ever find out, but it always would surface in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. It was there. So, you can just say the wrong thing. Yes. Or it could be somebody does a checkup on you. Outside? They, yes. And okay. They'll, they'll check outside. And sooner or later, if there's dirt to be found, they find that dirt on you. Wow. So the gang is doing a diligent job to make sure everybody's pure. Yes. Yes. Because you don't want nothing to mix up what you have going on there whatsoever. You don't want nothing to happen to it. Yeah. Now, you got two boys. Yes. What if your boys come home with a swat stick, a tattoo on his chest? Right now, I'd flip out. <laughs> I, I, I would flip out. Yeah. However, I don't think I have to worry about that with, with my sons. Okay. You know, they've always done something I never did when I was their age. They had, they had friends from other races. They actually got along with everybody, whereas I didn't do that as a child. You did not welcome that? No. Yeah. But if your son who come with a sticker tattoo 20 years ago, you'd probably be proud? Yeah. I would have welcomed him into the fold. I remember one time somebody asked me, what would you do if one of your sons came home with a black girl? Mm. Good question. Yes. My answer to them at that time was, well, she would not be allowed in my house. My son could come in so. Now, you, you would not disown your son? Because you would be violating the gang rules. Right. Right? But I would look at my sons a lot differently than what I did. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't treat them as well as I would. You know, I would be cutting them down as much as possible. Yeah. But 
I think the majority of it for letting them in would be because of my wife, mm. you know, for my wife. Because I yeah. love my wife. For her, I'd be willing to do anything, no. I didn't really know my sons when they were growing up because I was gone for such a large part of their life. My youngest son was born when I was in the Fed system. Oh, wow. So he was uh, almost, he was like nine and a half when I got out. Oh, wow. So we didn't even know each other when I got out. My oldest son, he was uh, five or six when I went in. Oh, wow. So, but for my wife, I was willing to try at that time, although it didn't work out the same way, you know, that she wanted it to at that time, yeah. in that time period. So, you're a changed man now. Yes. That usually is probably more harder than continue living the life you're living. It is. It's, it's real hard every day because I have to be aware of myself at all times. And aware of your thoughts, of my thoughts, yeah. of my actions. Sometimes, if I'm not careful with the words that I say, it's misconstrued. Mm-hmm. So I have to be very, very diligent at all times. I have to be very aware of myself. Do you also have to be aware with the former gang members who are still in the life? Yes, I'm. I'm always aware of my surroundings at all times, no matter where I go. If they catch you with me on the street, do, are they possibly to jump on you than to jump on me? Yeah, I'm the one that, yeah, because I'm doing what that. I'm not supposed to be doing. Yeah, Yes. Um, huh. I remember one of the first things I believe that I talked to Mary about was that I couldn't let people find out about what I was doing. Yeah. You know, um, I was willing to accept the consequences for myself, but it was my family that I was worried about the most. That was a hard thing to take in, that he's trying to make these changes in his life, but he's having to constantly live in fear mm-hmm. of, if he doesn't, yeah, then he lives in fear of that. If he does, then he has the, this former gang he's associated with. Yeah. And, you know, are they going to try to hurt his family, or is there going to be consequences for him covering up these tattoos? Mm-hmm. You know? oh, I'm, I'm sure probably there's a consequences for you to cover the tattoos. Oh, yeah. I, especially like we always discussing earlier that if I go back to prison, I'm a dead man. I'm a dead man in there. It's because I got everything covered up and I, I, it's like I disowned everybody. So I'm a traitor to them. We're going to do everything to make sure you don't go back to prison. Thank you. Yeah. Because we, 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 we want to keep you alive. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, though. Because over here, we champion when people change for the better. Yeah. I've, I've been very fortunate because most of the people that I was with in there aren't from this area. However, oh, okay. there's, there's areas, there's cities and stuff that I, if I go to, I have to be very, very Careful. aware of it, you know, just in case, because I never know. They might Who's spot me at Walmart and I don't see them. Mm-hmm. So I have to be very, very careful. Are you having this conversation with your wife about protection? I've, I've talked to her several times about it, but she's going with me on this journey so she wants me to be better what this is what she tells me today is that because i've asked her several times why did you stay with me all this time Mm. all these years good question and she told me because i'm now becoming the man that she always knew that i could be instead of being the total that hated everybody i suppose if you cut my heart out it would have been black because with just pure hatred you know and today, 
I'm being who she wants me to be that she knew that I could be. How hard was it to carry that much hate? It wasn't hard at all. That was the only emotion that I knew. I never knew what love was, uh, what true happiness was. You know, the only thing that I knew for these emotions was what I was taught while I was locked up. Was So 10 years ago, um, I see you at, uh, I don't know, Ivy. You're minding your business. I'm minding my business. And I see you say, hey, bro, how are you? I'm stretching my hand. What will be your reaction? Well... First thing I'd be is like, I don't know who you are, so I don't even know why you're talking to me. Hmm. That would have been my reaction. Okay. Um, I did that for a few years. I I would go into bars and stuff, and I'd have somebody come up and talk to me, and I didn't remember who they were, and I used to tell them, dude, do I even know you from somewhere? I don't even know why you're talking to me. That didn't matter which race they're on? It, or, or if they were, they were non-white? If they were non-white. That would be your response. Yeah. Hmm. What if uh, you're at the store and I'm paying for your grocery? Did you deny that too? Yes, I would have. Okay. Yes. Huh. Yep, because I, I was living, I'd be living by the three rules that we had in there. No smoking, no drinking, and no eating after anybody. You know, so yeah. I could not accept nothing from you. Definitely no association. Exactly. What if you need a blood transfusion back then and the only blood you can get is mine? And you, and you know. And if I knew, I wouldn't take it. You wouldn't take it? You would rather die? Yeah, because I, I was willing to die for if, mine. Before you mixed up with any other race. Yep. yep. Wow. <laughs> Mary, you're shaking your head. It's crazy. <laughs> it, it is crazy, but it's like. I mean, a, that's just, it's crazy. To me, what's more crazy is that you can have those thoughts so firmly. Like, obviously, like you're yeah. willing to die. But now I see Terry like Different this. Light. Terry, yeah, no. it's Terry. Like I know. it's just not the same person. So it just I'm it's crazy, but I'm just so proud of him because it's not it's not easy to completely oh, yeah. shift that oh, yeah. thought process. And and that's what I was saying. It's probably more hard to shift it than to stay on that same path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't even go up and ask to get out. Oh really? Yeah. Once you're in with one of them gangs, you're not you're not getting back out. You're you're in for life. There is no asking and going up to them and say, "Well, I want to live a normal life with my wife and my kids." There is none of that whatsoever. Oh, they boy. come first, no matter what, for your entire life, and that's the first thing that they discuss with you when you when you join, and they let you know that by all these rules, that's the main rule right there. Oh man, sorry, man. I'm adding this in your life. You cover the tattoo, now you got black friends, you are. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like I told you before, I'm not going to lie, I was really, really nervous about putting myself out there doing this today. But even though I'm still sitting here and I'm nervous right now, I still feel this weight, just like, this is another part. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like whenever Mary got done doing a tattoo, I was like, I feel so much lighter. And then when we did the last one, oh, yeah. my God, it was like, I feel so different, you know. That was and, emotional, for sure. And now doing this today, it's, it's another part of my journey. And one of the reasons I'm doing this is because I want other people to know out there, if they need somebody to talk to, if they want to get out of something and they need, they need that support, that's 
what I'm here for. That's what I that I do. I go around. I give my stories yeah. at treatment centers and stuff, and that's what I want to do. I want to help. Yeah, I don't want to be that person that destroys lives anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. want to I want to help build a life up. And there's nothing better than seeing that expression in somebody's face when they're actually finally getting it. Yeah. Now talking about that, speak to that young white kid who joined these racist gangs and they start having that doubt in their mind I should not be here but they are trapped mm-hmm. right they don't have the mentality of the 57 year old Terry yeah. they want to find a way out in the most safety way they can what's the first step they need to do they need to reach out to somebody okay whether what really helped me is when they finally found the right therapist for them to talk to and to start talking to that therapist because the therapist can help out so much with your thought patterns okay because if if you don't have somebody that helps you with that thought pattern or anything like that and it doesn't matter if they've been there or not just that they can discuss it with you because One of the things about a therapist is you get to sit there and tell them what's going on with you. They don't come up with the answers for you. You're the one that comes up with your own answers. So you feel like you're building from that. And then what you need to do is you need to find somebody that's like-minded with you and somebody you need to find somebody that's willing to help you. If it was a youngster, say he's in his early 20s or even a teenager, I would try to spend as much time with that person yeah. as possible. Okay. And and remember, that will help this, you to shape your mind. Right. And yeah. it doesn't matter what gang they're in. This is what you have to do. You have to show them that there's more love out here from other people than that gang that, gang. that gang has them convinced that that's their family. Mm. That's that's their mom, their dad, their grandma, grandpa, everybody wrapped into one. And you need to show them that there's people outside that can be a better influence, a better family, and, and show them that they, they're the ones that matter. Mm. Not the ones that are around them, but that they matter. Because for me, what I did, I was always concerned about how they seen it. I didn't ever do anything in there for me. Mm. It was always for them. And so mm. you need to have that person to help you guide along and do that. So we need more people like Mary yes our hair yes Done people like member. you people like you that are willing to listen and yeah. to step out and take this chance and reach out to people you know so thank you mary again <laughs> and thank you yeah now what are some of uh, the biggest misconceptions you heard about gang because i think most of us are so blind we cannot even tell if somebody's in a gang or not You were telling me something when we were sitting outside talk. You say, now, most of the gang, they don't allow tattoos. Yes, a lot of them now are not allowing people to get ink because they don't want them to be validated anymore. With their outside people. Exactly. Right. When you come to the outside now, they don't want you to be noticed as much like it used to be where everybody wanted to be seen, wanted to be noticed at all times. Yeah. And today, they don't want you to be seen that way anymore because they want – you have businessmen now that are they in vote. game. Yeah. Yes. And they hold high, 
high rankings and they and they also might be some of the soldiers but they're doing stuff in that business that the gang profits from wow so and you would never know yeah i could if let's say i never got into this and you didn't know about any of my ink or and i didn't have none of that ink i could have been one of them attorneys but that's what my job was, and so I never got validated, but I'm still a part of that gang. You have attorneys. You have police officers. You have all kinds of CEOs yeah. and stuff that are parts of gangs that people don't even realize it, and this is what is the gangs are profiting from. That's more dangerous. Yes, that, and that's what this world is coming to mm-hmm. like that. You know, people think Cause- that— because you see this stuff on TV that it's not actually true, yeah. But it is. They're they're moving up in the world. Their 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 perspective and their 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 sight of things is getting so much broader. You know? Wow, you say something that crazy. Because if I'm a lawyer and I'm involved in some of this gang, I can destroy people's life. Yes, you can. Because if I have to defend you, and let's say I'm a part of. Uh, public defender yes and uh i'm a part let's say of black gang mm-hmm. and i dislike all white people and you come in there as client i'll make sure you get the maximum sentence in prison yep you will not even know it that i'm a part of the gang right you know you would do exactly what the courts want you to. you would help me as much as you that the courts demanded yeah that way there was no appeals or nothing like that if they tell you okay we want you to make sure Terry gets this amount of time. So you go about it real slick, and mm-hmm. you get me to agree to a plea real agreement or whatever that you're telling me, well, you know, you could get a life sentence for this, but we can plead down to a 25-year sentence yeah. or whatever. And so you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And then you turn around, and, and you help somebody that's in that gang that you're representing that nobody knows about, and you get them off with probation mm-hmm. or something. That's the way it works these days and people don't realize it it's it's so much out in the open but yet people don't realize it because it's hidden so yeah. well now it's just embedded right in our side yep there's a lot of division in this country today oh, yes we can barely agree on what's the color of the sky mm-hmm. yep. how do we unite i think the first thing that everybody has to do is not let other people influence the way they think. Mm. Because like what we've discussed before, politicians are influencing the way everybody thinks, whether it's conservatives or liberals. They're dividing us so much today. And we need to learn to think for ourselves and not other, let other people think for us. That's the but, biggest thing right there. Mm. What do you think, Mayor? I think people definitely need to just... Relax. The way I see it is, is this thought that I have about this. Is my thought or my opinion, is that going to change anything? Is it worth getting that worked up about? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And you'll see some people that will get so stuck on their opinion that they shut out anything else. They can't hear. Mm. You know. So maybe, for one, communication and listening skills need yeah. to be grasped. And just people need to learn how to... Just relax. Like life is so much better when you can just chill and hear other people out and, and agree to disagree. Or, or you know, I've had to have this talk with my kids before too. Like when they're dealing with mean people at school or something. You know, yeah. like 
someday those people will or will not realize like they're going to get a lot more out of their life if they can choose kindness instead of, you know, whatever that they're going for. Like, otherwise they're just going to get a, stuck in a cycle of unhappiness mm-hmm. and division and people yeah. just got to learn like how good it feels to, to not get so bent out of shape about things and to, to be able to show people kindness no matter, yeah. you know, and, and most of the time is the little things, mm-hmm. the little things always lead to bigger things yeah, always. Yeah. So little habits, you know, if you make a little habit of, you know, just being a little more open-minded and just not letting, like I, I've seen families fall apart the past few years because they have a difference in opinion on this or that. And mm-hmm. especially politically, you oh, know, yeah. you know, I just see a lot of people just so set in their ways that they're incapable of hearing, hearing anything, any, anything, anything else. So that kind of touches on a little bit like what we've discussed before too, because I've noticed, especially during COVID, is that as long as you worried about that person, they were happy. But as soon as you show concern for yourself and you're not, then everybody, you were this or you were that. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants you to be worried and what you can do for them, but they're not willing to step out and do anything for you. Terry, this is probably a question for you. What can we do with the race relationship? How do we fix that? That's a real hard question. It starts at home. It starts in the public schools. We have to teach our kids that nobody is any different than each other. We can't be like what we were discussing earlier, throwing the racist word out there all the time where you call just anybody racist for anything they say. We have to get politicians to quit saying this party's for that not worried about you as black people or this party is so much worried we have to show that we all care about each other yeah but until we can get everybody to come together it's it's not going to work because too many people out there want to see the divide we have it doesn't matter if it's family members friends or whatever everybody wants to see us divided and as long as that little seeds out there, gangs like what I was in and stuff, are going to flourish. Amen to that. What is your regret? My biggest regret is that I didn't see this earlier in my life. Otherwise, I do regret my life, but yet I don't regret my life because it's making me the person that I am today. today. Yeah. Now, there's... There's things that I've done that I'm not proud of whatsoever. But can I ever take them back? No. But I've now am learning from them things that I've done. I use it instead of using it as a fear tactic or anything like that. Now I use it for a learning experience for myself. Do you just go around the states, kind of talk to people about yes, your... I give my story. I let them know that this doesn't have to be that the person that they have to be, that they are today. Because I I try to get everybody to know that all of our stories in some way, shape, or form are the same. Mm -hmm. We all have a story, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And it doesn't matter. It could be different things that happen, but it's all the same. Yeah. Everybody who comes to you want to get the tattoo, they have a story. Yes, absolutely. So you have to get to hear all those interesting stories. There's a catch to your job. 
Terry got a different story. What do you if a client comes in, they want to get the swastika tattoo on? No, we've turned other stuff down before. Oh, really? Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I did not turn. know if you just obligated to no. do your job. No, I mean, that's something like our name's associated with it. We're not going to tattoo something that we don't believe in. believe in or that we feel could represent us. And, you know, if, it, if it's going to be something that would make people question like (laughs) who we are as people like that's just not who we are interesting i thought it was one of those things like are you on that be done okay no (laughs) okay i mean i do know there is some shops but for the most part i know a lot of shops Shops these days they will not they will not do stuff so that's refreshing to see yeah so the only place then you can get those in prison yeah i'm guessing so the majority (laughs) of them there are there are shops that that people out here that do do that yeah but then a lot of the tattoos a lot of the tattoo artists that do do it are associated mm-hmm. so okay i see yes. now have you done a lot of work to cover people's tattoo like terry's stuff or um i've done other stuff similar to terry's and we just had um probably about a seven-year-old guy just came in and talked to me the other day he had a leonard skinnerd rebel flag you know Mm. something you wouldn't think too much of because you know my dad grew growing up like you know he had leonard skinnerd stuff in his little bar area yeah and uh but yeah he's like i just i don't like the way people look at me with this little and it's just a small little eagle with a rebel flag and i'm like yeah we can we can cover cover that so it's cool to see these this older generation starting to acknowledge yeah. that, though, you know, and come in and be like, you know what? I think I want that gone. So that's wow. really cool. Interesting. Well, Terry, thanks for your change of heart. Yes. And wanted to share your story with me. And I hope we can reach as many people as we can. And if somebody's out there need help, hopefully by them listening to your story, they might not give up. Yes, I, one of the things that I can do, I don't know if I should say this on your show or not for listeners, but whether it's somebody that's wanting to get out or if it's a family member that is having problems with somebody in their family that wants to be this and how to cope with it and what they can do, people can make a difference and change. Absolutely. And, and that they can reach out and help somebody to make a difference in Mm -hmm. other people's lives yeah absolutely and like i say thank you very much for sharing your story i think i think it's important people to understand it's not where you're coming from where you're going is more important right yeah and mary thank you very much for connecting me with this guy yeah absolutely yeah because he almost told me that you're the bulldog (laughs) you need need to be here just in case i get out of line yeah 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 yeah, but, thank you guys for being on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for yeah. reaching Absolutely. out. Thank, thank you. Thank and if you. I could yep. add one more thing. Like, yes. I, I, just, I think it's important to add that always be kind to people. Do not judge them. If I would have judged Terry and turned him away, you know, like what would his, you know, it could have been a different situation. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be sitting here right now. And I hope that someone out here, even if it's just one person hears this and goes, you know, I'm going to turn my life around too. Like I can change change as possible because yeah. it doesn't matter your backgrounds, but then it's also up for other people who aren't struggling. If you've built this big, you've built this big table, invite other people to sit at it. 
you can really change people's lives. So it's not just up to the people who are struggling. It's up to everyone Act, else yep. to be there for to be them. open up. Yes. Yeah. So we need to open our hearts. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I agree. Like what Terry said earlier, it could be as a small thing as saying hi to somebody. Yeah. That could change everything. It really can. Yeah. There's too much hate in this world the way it is. We all need to come together and, and start loving each other. First comes, first you start liking a person. Mm-hmm. You start caring about them and loving them. Whether it doesn't necessarily have to be a spouse or anybody in your family or anything like that. It can just be somebody that reached out and helped you. And then you pay it forward. That's all you can do. Pay it forward. And all members of the church say amen. Yes. Amen, amen to that. Thank you very much, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Yep. That was Terry Hansen and Mary Brown. Thank you for listening to Iowa Civil Rights History Podcast. Until next time, be safe.